ship would sail no more. Welcome to Puritan's Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 49 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. We're starting off as Brother Scudder is listing grounds of false hope discovered and removed. Number three, some, though their ways be never so evil, yet because to them God's judgments are far above, out of their sight, and because they have no changes, Psalm 55, 19, Ecclesiastes 8, 11, God forbearing to execute his judgments upon them speedily, they persuade themselves that God sees not, or that he is not angry with them, or that he regards not, Psalm 10, 6, 11, 13. And that he will do neither good nor bad, thinking that God has forgotten, or that he is like them. Psalm 50, 21. Well enough pleased with them, hereby they lay their consciences asleep, promising unto themselves immunity from punishment, and that they shall never be moved. Psalm 10, 6. Know ye that God's forbearance of his wrath is not because he sees not, or because he has forgotten, or regarded not your wickedness, but because he would give you time and means of repentance. It is because he would not have you perish, but come to repentance that you may be saved. 2 Peter 3, 9. Which if you do not, this his bounty and long-suffering makes way for his justice and serves to leave you without excuse and to heap up wrath for you against the day of judgment, the day of the revelation of the just judgment of God. Romans 2, 4 through 6. Who shall render to every man according to his works? For God knows how to reserve the wicked to the day of judgment to be punished. 2 Peter 2, 9. He will take his time to hear and afflict you. Psalm fifty-five nineteen, When he shall set all the sins of you that forget him in order before you. Psalm 50, 21, 22. Then, if your speedy repentance do not now prevent it, he will tear you in pieces when there shall be none to deliver. The longer he was in fetching his blow, the more deadly will his stroke be when it comes. Many malefactors are not 
so much as called at a petty sessions when less offenders are both called and punished. Yet, they have no cause to promise safety to themselves, for they are reserved for a more solemn trial and execution at the Grand Assizes. So, wicked men that are not afflicted here are reserved for the last judgment at the great and terrible day of the Lord. Number four, there are some who hope that God does love them and that he does intend to save them, for they prosper in everything and are not in trouble and distress as other men. Hereupon their consciences are quiet and without fear. Let me tell you who thus think that this is a poor foundation to build your hope upon. What are you the better for your prosperity? Are you more thankful and more obedient? Do you the more good by as much as you prosper more? If so, well, if not, no, as Solomon, by the spirit of truth, tells you that no man can know God's love or hatred by all that is before him, be it prosperity or adversity. Ecclesiastes 9, 1 and 2. In these things, there may be one and the same event to the righteous and to the wicked. Know moreover that the wicked, for the most part, thrive most in this world, God giving them their portion in this life, Psalm seventeen fourteen, wherewith they nourish themselves against the day of slaughter, making their own table their snare, Psalm sixty nine twenty two, and their prosperity their ruin, Proverbs one thirty two. Five. There are many who compare themselves with themselves, passing by their own manifold sins, looking only upon their own hypocritical and civil good purposes and deeds, comparing also their sins with the notorious sins of God's people committed before their conversion, Luke 18.11, with the gross sins of Noah Abraham, Lot, Peter, and other godly men after conversion. They hence conclude that since such are saved, they must entertain a good opinion of themselves and hope they shall be saved. They think that all is well with them, being such of whom our Savior speaks that need no repentance. Luke Fifteen seven. I would have these to know that they who thus compare themselves with themselves are not wise, 2 Corinthians 10, 12, and they that think well of themselves and commend themselves are not approved, 2 Corinthians 10, 18, but those only whom the Lord commends. Moreover, 
the slips and falls of the people of God, both before and after conversion, did serve for their own humbling and for a warning to all that should hear thereof. God knows how to reprove and chasten his own that offend, giving them repentance to life and salvation, and yet justly will condemn all those that shall presumptuously stumble at their falls and willfully lie in their sins being fallen. It is not safe following the best men in all their actions, for in many things they sin all. James 3, 2. Not only before, but after conversion. And as the cloud that guided the Israelites, Exodus 14, 20, had two sides, the one bright and shining, the other black and dark, Such is the cloud of examples of godly men. Those who will be directed by the light side thereof shall, with the children of Israel, pass safely towards the heavenly Canaan. But those that will follow the dark side shall all perish with the Egyptians in the Red Sea of Destruction. Whatsoever any were before conversion, or whatsoever gross sin they fall into after conversion, if they are humble and truly penitent, none of them are laid to their charge, because they are done away by Christ Jesus. These are in better state than those who for matter never committed so great sins if, Pharisee-like, they repent not of their lesser sins as they esteem them and are proud of their supposed goodness and well-doing. For God, in justifying the humble publican rather than the proud Pharisee, Luke eighteen ten and 11, shows that Proud innocency is always worse than humble guiltiness. Number six, there are likewise some others who are guilty to themselves of damnable sins, yet hope to be saved by the goodness of other men, by pardons from the Pope, by absolutions of priests, and by certain penitential external acts of their own, and by good works such as alms, etc. These, if they may hope of the Pope's indulgences and a priest's absolution, if they fulfill their penance and joint, if they are devout in certain superstitions, in their will worship and voluntary religion, Colossians 2, 18. Their conscience is quiet for a time, notwithstanding their foul and black sins, even their abominable idolatries. 
I make known to these that all this is but a blindfolding, smothering, and stupefying the conscience for a time, laying a double and a far greater guilt upon it, and is far from being any means truly to pacify it. For how can a man have true peace from any or from all such actions as are in themselves an actual denying of the true head of the church, Jesus Christ, Colossians 2, 19, and are a cleaving to a false head, which is Antichrist. And how can any man merit for himself when our Savior saith, Luke 17.10, he who has done all that is commanded is an unprofitable servant and has done but his duty, which thing he must say and acknowledge. All these before mentioned build their hopes upon false grounds. Those that follow build their presumptuous and false hopes upon a misapplication of true grounds. Number seven. Many acknowledge that they have sinned and do deserve eternal damnation. But they say, God is merciful. Therefore, their heart is quiet without all fear of condemnation. It is true that God is most merciful, but how? No, he is not necessarily merciful, as if he could not choose but show it to all men. He is voluntarily merciful, showing mercy only to those unto whom he will show mercy. Romans 9, 18. God could and did hate, and in his justice condemned Esau. Romans 9, 13. Notwithstanding his love and mercy to Jacob, God is all justice as well as all mercy, but he has his several objects of justice and mercy and has his several objects of wrath and mercy. Romans 9, 22, 23. Into which, respectively, he does pour his wrath or mercy. When God speaks of obstinate sinners, he says that he will not be merciful to their iniquities, Isaiah 27, 11, and again. He that made them will not have mercy on them. And David prays with a prophetical spirit saying to God, be not merciful to wicked transgressors, Psalm 59, 5. And who are these but such as hate to be reformed? Psalm 50, 17 and 22. Who are presumptuous and turn the grace of God into wantonness, Jude 4. Nay, concerning them that always err in their heart, he has in effect sworn that he will show them no mercy, for he has sworn that 
they shall not enter his rest. This concludes episode 49 of, of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk.